All right, I just hit the record button. So uh, for anybody out there that might be listening or watching this for the first time, uh, my name is Stevie. I go by Spotspid. The ali my alias is Spotspid. Um, so I just want to give a little bit of background on myself right after I introduce my co-host, McAfee. This is a Variety Broadcaster right here and my personal friend now. And he's going to be doing this show with me. It's going to allow you guys to get a little insight on our experience. We have around cumulative eight years of experience on Twitch. And through that, we've learned a lot of uh, kind of ways to go about connecting with people and networking and what to not do. Uh, so, Coffee, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's good to be here. So, um, you, I'm sorry. Would you like me to introduce myself? I would. All right. Sounds good. Hello, everyone. My name is McAfee. This is actually my second Twitch channel that I've had. I completely deleted my first one for reasons that we're not going to go into. Um, but I have been on the platform for about four plus years. Uh, now, with that being said, and I think Spotspid uh, will agree with this as well, is that, um, you know, I don't think either one of us have, you know, quote unquote, made it here on Twitch. The only thing that we can share with you is our personal journey and our sort of, you know, viewpoints and what we've seen throughout the four plus years uh, that we both have here on Twitch. So all the information that we are giving is, you know, meant to be taken with a grain of salt. Of course, you can draw your own conclusions, um, you know, but this is just what we've experienced and we would like to share uh, a little bit of our journey with you. That was very well said. Um, and, and thank you for putting it in that way, by the way. Um, just, just so I can confirm, you can't see me, right? I can see you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like, like coffee was just saying, uh, we you know we want to share and we want to help um what brought this on for me uh is i've been on the platform for it's going to be four years here in this uh upcoming summer and i see people that are so into follow for follow or people that just um you know maybe not even broadcasters themselves they don't understand the concept of making a relationship with another human being and so um you know i feel like i have a deep grasp on that um i've done a lot of research into you know self-help i've done you know learned what works from my own experience i've seen other people's experiences and uh so is mccoffee as well so uh i think that kind of uh gives out a little bit of intro of what we're doing um so the next uh point in our in our discussion is going to be we're going to try to define a little bit of what is networking and we talked mm -hmm. a little bit about certain things um, but this is completely unrehearsed. So I'm going to throw you on the spot, McAfee. Did you want to, in your own words, uh, kind of define what is, is networking in terms of Twitch? Networking in terms of Twitch, yes. I'm glad you said it that way. Because <laughs> networking is a very business term. Right. And people use that here on Twitch. And I think most of the time they use it incorrectly. Um, and I think what people intend for the word networking to mean is really relationships. If I could replace the word networking, it would be relationships. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, it's very interesting because most people that I have seen that, you know, either do something like follow for follow or if they're brand new and they just don't know how to grow their channel, you know, they're very frustrated. So, you know, they're, they're doing these things like, you know, they're DMing, um, you know, people on Twitter or Instagram saying, you know, most of the time it's a cut and paste message, copy paste message. It's not anything original or crafted uh, specifically to the streamer, but you know, it's basically, Hey, I produce content, come watch me. And I've seen that, you know, really just, 
not be effective for the majority of people. And any sort of, you know, um, any sort of thing that comes from that generally is just like an empty follow. Um, it, it's really doesn't ever evolve into a relationship, a friendship of any kind. Um, how I would define it, um, networking is you are creating relationships with as many people as possible. And you're doing so with the intention of seeing sort of what community you can fit into and be a part of, and that you wouldn't mind sharing your audience with and having their audience as well as on your channel. I love it. So, um, you know, I, I love that you, you touched on the word connection there and in your intro to that, that whole uh, monologue that you just went on. And I love that because that's literally the name of the show is how to make real connections. Um, obviously, networking in relation to Twitch is going to be, uh, you know, making those connections, making those relationships. Um, you know, and I even kind of want to go out a little bit broader than just content creators, too, because, you know, if we could help somebody in the chat even make friends with other chatters or, or you know, I'd love to even do that as well, because I've seen, yeah. you know, people struggle. Um, you know, you look at the gaming community as a whole. Uh, it tends to not be people of our nature, which is kind of extroverted. Um, and, and it's a lot of people that are very introverted that might not want to naturally interact with people, but they want to, but they, they don't know how or they don't know necessarily the right way to go about that. Right. Um, so that's exactly what this is about. Um, I think we kind of skipped through a couple things there. Uh, would you say we've gone through the whole, the basics? Um, I'm trying to skim through this real quick. Uh, yeah, I think we'd find sort of, you know, how we view networking as it, you know, being more of how mm -hmm. to create, you know, connections or relationships. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the next thing is I want to kind of go on to just like a couple of uh, social medias here. So we're going to start with Twitch, which is in its own way as social media. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can connect with people in a, in a multitude of ways. Um, and that you know, for the most part is, uh, in the chat, you know, there's going to be whispers and then, uh, you know, McAfee, since you're a big veteran, you'll probably remember the days of like the Twitch inbox. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Which I believe I is, that. yeah, I believe it's not a thing anymore because it was so, it was so useless. Like there was no real point of it. It was just like for either <laughs> spam or sub messages or just, uh, I didn't even know how to access my inbox mm -hmm. to be honest. Like, I didn't know how to get to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, was, it was that hidden. It was really ineffective. I would go back at like every six months and be like, oh, yeah, what is this? And then I would read it and I'd be like, wait a second. I was offered a sponsorship like four months ago. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yeah it's guy, like, whoops. Yeah, this guy didn't know how to contact me and he went into my inbox because it was public. Um, and and yeah. it's something that you guys will find is the bigger content creators or maybe people that have had those trolls or and or a little bit of experience on Twitch tend to have their whispers close so if you guys are looking yeah. for maybe a business and this is just a general tip if you guys are looking for like a maybe a business inquiry or maybe you want to collaborate with that streamer um you know and you can't send them a whisper since the inbox is no longer around maybe they have dms open on uh twitter usually discord can be a good way um and then also a lot of streamers do have business emails listed in their panels below too 
Right, right. I would, I personally, if you don't have a business email for yourself, you need to get one. And mm-hmm. if you want to collaborate or, um, you know, uh, have any sort of impact with another caster, then you really need to email them first. Um, I know a lot of casters that are really turned off to DMs, especially if they're larger, you know, it could take them a week to get to your DM and then a week to respond. And it's just, it's the, the whole process is elongated, but email is where most business is done in the professional world. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is to anybody that does have a professional uh, business email, somebody that's been reaching out to a lot of people recently, I would encourage you guys to do one thing and that is check them. Uh, it's really easy, especially on a secondary <laughs> email to, to kind of, you know, just put it on the back burner, not necessarily uh, pay too much attention to it. So I would definitely make sure you prioritize that. Uh, maybe checking it once a day could help. Um, you know, maybe somebody reaches out to you with, a, a, you know, a sponsorship opportunity that's time sensitive or something. Or like we were talking about, maybe somebody wants to collaborate with you and they're using your business email to, you know, to contact you. And you just don't get a lot of inquiries or, you know, emails on that. So you don't check it a lot. So I would encourage you to check that. Right, right. Like I made um. Uh, just looking at some messages in chat here. I made a business email like specifically for the channel. Like it's McCoffee at gmail.com. And uh, coincidentally, a couple days ago, I got an email about a charity opportunity. Um, and they would uh, they wanted me to be one of the streamers for this charity event going on. So it definitely works and people do use it. Yeah, I, I like that too, because that's a charity opportunity that's probably time sensitive. So you know, the fact that yeah. you checked it allowed you to, you know, essentially be a part of that opportunity or have a chance at it. Um, <laughs> so we've kind of uh, gone through and explained a little bit of how to start like a, a relationship with another broadcaster. Um, and we're going to kind of touch on after we after this part, we're going to go on the not to do. So I don't want to try to focus on that now. Um, sure. But, you know, maybe uh, another thing you guys can do is let's take Discord. Discord mm-hmm. is like the gamer's hub. Pretty much every established streamer has a Discord. If they don't, the the community might be a little bit different, uh, but for mo- the most part, most gaming communities, especially on Twitch, do have a gaming Discord. So yes. uh, if you guys are looking to make relationships with other streamers, uh, it's very hard, and I will admit it, it's very hard to be connected in a lot of Discords. But, um, you know, maybe going around being in those discords and connecting with not only the streamer, but the other people there, too, um, relating and not self-promoting there, um, you know, can can be a great place to start off, too, um, for myself. And then I'll give you a little bit of an opportunity to share what you do, too, McAfee. But for myself, I, I'm a part of like 30 or 40 discords. The only reason that I am is because. And this is a bit of a selfish reason here, but it allows me to broadcast when I'm going live because I have it attached to my Twitch account. So every time I go live, I have a little bit of uh, almost like a discoverability because people can see that I'm streaming. Um, And I try to be active in other discords, but for the most part, I'm only active in my own because I try to be, you know, always, always, always there. And so I know that I can't be active in all these discords that I'm a part of, but I choose to stay in them regardless and i try to do all of my um interacting with other broadcasters on uh twitter so how would you like what would you be your main point of contact outside of twitch would you say mccoffee um 
So I feel that the majority of connecting with other casters or viewers or, you know, just making friends, I would say the majority of that is done definitely off cast and discord is usually the place it happens the most mm -hmm. because you can respond to messages in real time. Right. Um, in like on Twitter, for example, you know, messages are split up and people aren't always checking it 24 seven, but you know, it's like, and it's like a, a chat room, right? That's what Discord right. is. So you have the opportunity of just, you know, getting really getting to know people, um, you know, in, in real time. Um, I know for myself, like, I, I personally believe you can only be active in, like, a couple communities. Right. You know, you can be a part of, like, 40, 50, 60 Discords, but you're not going to... I mean, you can, I, I can barely keep up with my own, let alone, you know, creating real connections and conversations in other Discords. And I feel that people can get overwhelmed, especially if they feel that they need to, um, you know, be involved in, you know, 10, 15, 20 different communities. Um, my personal belief is, you know, you know, definitely go around, uh, you know, um, to, you know, different streamers streams. And, you know, if you like their personality and you seem to fit in great, be a part of their community. You know, you want to go where you feel like you're, you're safe, where um, you belong. Uh, you feel like you can get along along with these people and then you know if, if you know this is specifically from a caster's point of view you know i i think that most of the connections that you make and most of the collaborations and things are all going to be done organically right so if you like the community and you're in their discord people already know your name so you're already talking to them and then you know friendships develop and generally speaking casters that see you know viewers or other their casters that are active in their community is kind of like you know why wouldn't you guys do a collaboration together um i don't think you know it, it's a very it's a very hard or difficult process to you know you know make friends with someone um you know I, and i will say this as well you know i don't think you can have like a deep in but you can have a lot of acquaintances and you can have a lot of good friends um i i'm definitely myself like very um I'm very picky, if you will, with the people that I allow on my deep inner circle because I've seen a lot of the negatives of Twitch as well, right. and I've seen a lot just just a lot of crap um, over the four years. So I'm very, you know, sort of I'm protective of myself, and I think that you need to be as a caster. Um, you don't need to get you know extremely emotionally connected with every single person because people come and go. Yeah. Um, but I I will say that. You know, definitely the place that I connect and get to know people the best is most definitely through Discord, 100%. Okay. Uh, and that, that actually makes, I want to add on to that too, not, get, not to get too attached. Um, that's something that I personally, you have multiple bottles of water. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Dude, I am. <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay. Um, so that's something that I, I want to touch on is, is the, you know, not getting too connected. So I've been on Twitch a while. Um, you know, I've had so many different audiences. I've been connected to so many different streamers. I've collaborated with streamers years ago that I, that aren't willing to talk to me now, or that aren't even on the platform anymore that don't see a point in talking to me. Um, so my advice going forward is, you know, while you want to create meaningful relationships, maybe the person won't have longevity online or, or even on Twitch specifically, um, you know, so try to at least put a little bit of a distance there too, like a little bit of a buffer. Cause if you're anything like me, um, I, I, I live and breathe the people that are around me. I consider, you know, my close friends like online 
sort of like my family. Um, so I've really been messed up from losing some of those relationships. So if you can, I always definitely encourage people put a little bit of a, a, a buffer up, a little bit of a guard. Um, but also, you know, don't let that stop you from being yourself or even connecting with the other person. So, you know, that's going to be kind mm -hmm. of a case by case and a person by person basis. Yeah, for sure. And if I could give an, an analogy, actually, that kind sure. of, uh, it, it really sort of helped me um, in terms of, you know, people come and go, coming and going. You know, I used to take things uh, very, very personally, and I, I still can if I don't watch myself. So I view sort of this whole Twitch community, just everything as being like a coffee shop, of course. I have to use coffee, <laughs> right? So, you know, as a Twitch broadcaster, you know, you are a business, you are a business owner. So you mm -hmm. own your own coffee shop and you're going to have people that come from out of town, you know, come from the raids, come from the host, you know, they're not a part of your community, you know, they're just visiting, you know, and you're going to have those people that, you know, they come around, they're like, Hey, you make great content. You have good coffee. I really enjoy this, but Hey, you know, I live, you know, five hours away. I can't be here all the time. You know, they're active in other communities. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. It just means they are someplace else. Then you're going to have people that are local, you know, that will keep coming back to your coffee shop time and time and time again. And you're going to see them, you know, day after day, week after week, month after month. However, and I don't know, and I think some of you guys can relate to this, but like I have a favorite coffee shop that I go to or a favorite restaurant, right? Well, if I eat there like every single day, which I've done in the past because I am definitely a creature of habit, at some point in time, you get tired of the same thing over and over and over and over again. And it isn't to say that the food is bad. It isn't to say that the coffee is now bad. It isn't to say that your service sucks. It isn't to say that your product is no longer good. It's just that people need to change every once in a while. So they go to another community. So they aren't around as much anymore. They don't have any problems with you. They don't have any beef with the community. They just aren't around anymore because they wanted to change. And some people will come back and some people won't. And at the end of the day, it's okay. And the thing that you have to realize as well is that if they're another content creator, they're also trying to run their own coffee shop. And so they can't always be there. They can't always, you know, you know, be, you know, they're chatting. They can't always be hosting you because they're trying to make connections and grow their clientele and, you know, you know, grow their coffee shop themselves. And so I've learned over the four plus years on Twitch to not take things personally and to assume positive intent of the community and other casters. It's very difficult to do because I've seen a lot of crap. Um, but people have to run their own coffee shop, and so it's okay. People come and people go. It's I part of life. I, I got to say, you, you hit it right on the nail, dude, with the analogy there. Um, you know, a coffee shop may not be my, I'm going to say, cup of tea. Uh <laughs> oh, wow. Cup of tea. Okay. <laughs> But well, this is the last podcast I'll be on. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, with with the analogy of, you know, just using that in the in the terms of, you know, consuming the same content, being in the same community and, and you know, maybe desiring that change because not necessarily it's bad, but you may have been oversaturated in it or, you know, or whatever the case may be. Um, that's somewhere that I've definitely been at. And if you guys are in the chat or, or listening on the podcast, uh, maybe you guys have been there too. Personally, you've been in a community where, you know, you were just there so much, you invested so much, and then, you know, maybe you needed a change. Um, 
But the thing that I would add on to that would be, you know, maybe not forget about that person too. Maybe if you need to take sure. a couple months or, or something like that. Um, so that's my encouragement to you guys is maybe if you decide to take that break, maybe come back eventually and see if it's something that you could be okay digesting at a later date too. Um, because I've seen a lot of people that leave a community, take a break from a community, whatever it may end up resulting in, um, the intention may start as taking a break or walking away because something happened and they just needed to deal with real life. You know, I've seen people, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to pull this out. Maybe she's not happy with it, but I'm gonna pull this out. My wife did that. Okay. My actual wife pulled away from my community and was afraid to come back. All right. And I am now married to her. All right. So that I'm using the most powerful example that I can pull from. Uh, I may get in trouble later, but we are now married. And this is over two years later of marriage. And I went through and contacted her as the broadcaster to see how she was doing. And, you know, the, I resumed the relationship. She came back and now we're here. So you never know what's going to happen when you come <laughs> back. Maybe, maybe I'm not, I'm not trying to insinuate anything <laughs> like that, but I'm trying to say the broadcaster will probably more than open arms. Welcome you back. Um, because you were probably a great addition to the community in the first place. And you're right. Uh, there's a lot of people on Twitch that, you know, I've even seen it already in the chat that th they say that they're introverts, right? And so, you know, they leave because, you know, for whatever reason, and some of them actually really do feel awkward. They're like, this person hates me now because, you know, I haven't been around in a while or, you know, maybe they've seen me in other chats and they're just weird. Like, oh, you know, maybe their work schedules changed. So they can't be around as much. Like they're actually anxious, you know, they're actually nervous. And I know for myself, um, you know, I've had quite a few people reach out um, whenever I took a break from Twitch and I really didn't tell anyone because I was going through a lot of a lot of stuff emotionally. And I had some people reach out to me and it meant the world to me. And, you know, sometimes, um, you know, people really do feel that well. Um, you know, I wouldn't say doing it, do it in like any sort of like a creepy way, obviously. But, you know, just say, hey, I haven't seen you around in a bit. You know, um, you know, I just I hope everything's going well. You know, something like that. Just let people know that you care. Um, it, you know, and and that's one of the values when it comes to Twitch. Actually, uh, there's four pillars of value when it comes to growing a channel or a community. Um, one of them being relational. So it is the relationships that you create with people, you know, reaching out, making those connections, things like that. And that's the way that most people grow their Twitch channel. Um, but there are three other ways as well. And um, just listing them, we're not going to go into them, but entertainment, motivational, and educational. Those are the other three pillars of value when it comes to growing a channel. Um, but relational value is definitely one of the key ones. Uh, and you know, growing any sort of a community. I know on my old channel, when I had my tightest community that I had, um, it was probably like 30 or 40 people. My Discord was literally flying with like 2,000 messages plus like every single day. I mean, it was just flying like crazy. And that's because um, I reached out to a lot of people and then a lot of people started talking amongst themselves and like it just literally became a community. But a lot of it's because I actually reached out to people and uh, tried to get to know them because, you know, maybe they said they were feeling, you know, awful or something uh, in the chat or I haven't seen them around in a bit. And so I was just checking up on them and a lot of people really appreciated that because a lot of the times on Twitch, what you'll find is that people see you as a dollar sign or people see you as just a number. You're just another viewer. 
And it is very, very um, sort of difficult, I would say, to find a broadcaster who genuinely cares because, you know, people, they like I said, they do come and go. So it's very easy to sort of detach that 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 um, human value, that human aspect to it. It's very easy to detach yourself. Um, and, you know, I'm going to contradict myself. I love that. I love contradicting myself all the time. <laughs> um but, you know, you also, you know, you have to be careful to not invest yourself too emotionally as well. Right. Um, I know, um, and, and, you know, when I had the tightest knit community, you know, I was um, like fully emotionally invested in it. And then when it kind of dissolved for various reasons, it it broke me. And so, you know, there's in most things in life, I feel there's definitely a balance. So, you know, you need to know when to reach out, you know, and then when to sort of, you know, guard your heart and all that kind of jazz. It's a balance and it's really hard to learn. Um, but yeah. I don't think there is a, a right or a wrong way to have that balance either. Um, so <laughs> I, I, interestingly enough, I've, I've had a lot of positive interactions, uh, you know, reaching out in the DMs. I slide into people's DMs and I say, hey, you know, you were involved in my community. I, I don't say that, but I, going into it, they were involved in my community. And, you know, I haven't seen them in a while. I say, hey, you know, how you been? Or, you know, kind of adding on to what you said, like if somebody's been away for a while or, you know, something specific's happening, what I like to do is try to add that extra level of showing that I care. Like I have a um, a viewer that, uh, you know, he's been subbed to me. He uses Twitch Prime every month for nine months. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, somebody with that level of dedication, he doesn't have time to come in the stream. But, you know, he came in mm -hmm. one day, mentioned something about a test. So I, mess I messaged him a week later and said, hey, dude, how was that test? You know, I haven't heard from you. And, you know, I think adding little things like that can add a lot of value yeah. to that relationship, too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, because that really shows not only that you care, um, but that you're interested in them. And some people really want that. Some people don't. Um, I've had yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of negative interactions with that, too. So I'm not saying that this is the right or the wrong thing to do. I've had people that respond, you know, I just, I mess reach out to them. I say, Hey, you've been okay. I haven't seen you in a while. I just want to make sure everything's okay. And they're like, you're hungry for viewers. I'm not just a number. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa there. Like, no, I, I, I'm genuinely like, I want to know how you're doing. If there's anything I could do, let me know. I want to help. Um, yeah, that's yeah. the type of person I am. I don't want to try to, you know, let them know that, you know, I miss your view count or I miss your Twitch prime or anything like that. Um, that's not the case. I miss the relationship. Um, the whole point, my mission statement, um, going off topic for just a half second, is my mission statement is to create a place where people can come and uh, it, it's kind of like a family where people can, you know, not necessarily throw a bunch of negativity into the chat, but where they can feel comfortable enough to share it within closed quarters and actually, uh, you know, maybe get help if they don't have that from their personal life. Um, so that is that is most of my mission statement right there. And so with that being you know, based off of connections, that's what I want to do is I want to connect with people on that personal level. Um, so I've had those people that have just like thought, okay, this person is coming out and, he, and I'm just a number to him. And, uh, you know, sometimes it was, it was really interesting because, um, I, I can't say it because if I say it, it'll, it'll show who it is, but let's just say I did a special piece of content around this one person. Okay. And, um, you know, I had only seen that person a couple times and I, I put that special piece of content around that person because it was good content. And I, I, I did, mm -hmm. did value that relationship too. A couple of weeks later, after not seeing that person, I said, Hey dude, how you been? Um, you know, I, I just, you know, I'd, I'd love to know how you, how you've been. Cause I miss seeing you. And, uh, you know, I, I got the whole talk of I'm unfollowing you. Uh, you know, I'm not 
coming back, you know, you got to not focus on the numbers. And I'm like, that, that set me back because I was just like, I can't even believe that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 the negative repercussions of it. Um, did you have anything to add on to that, or should we go on to the next point? You look like you're kind of pondering. Um, just trying. Yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to. You know, just take in everything. Yeah. Um. You know, it, people are people are people, and they're not always predictable, and they react emotionally and sometimes illogically, and most people will not um, be able to separate emotion. Uh, you know, from logic. And you have to understand that when you're dealing with people, you're de dealing with creatures of emotion, not creatures of logic. And, you know, if people have certain ideas about you, you know, and this is why I say I love contradictions. Uh, I learned a lot of this from Gary Vaynerchuk, um, <laughs> but then also just my own personal experience is that, you know, I don't give a heck what people say, but I care immensely. And, you know, if people are going to come in and they're going to call you this and they're going to call you that, blah, 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 but your intentions, you know, they're fine. You know, you just, you know, you're looking to create connections with people. You know, you start reaching out to people on Twitter. You know, you start reaching out to people, you know, through Discord or whatever, and you're genuinely trying to get collaborations and you're trying to, you know, just network, you know, or create those connections, as we right. say. And people assume ill intent of you. Here's the thing. You don't want to work with them anyway, because people that are going to assume you're coming after them and like you're attacking them or trying to steal their viewers or, you know, whatever the case may be, they're coming at it from a very negative mindset and a very lack of mentality. And you don't want to work with them anyways, because it's not going to end well. Um, so, you you know, a lot of it has to do with self-confidence as well, sort of knowing who you are. That, no, you know, I'm not doing this from any sort of ill intent, that, you know, I mean the best. You know, if they say some very harsh things, you know, you can analyze it if you'd like. You can be like, you know, is there any truth to what this person is saying? And that's something you have to do in your own time. And if it is, if there is some truth, then take that, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones is the saying, you know, if, if they actually had some good advice in there that maybe you hadn't thought of, but the relationship's over, well, try and, you know, digest that advice and then try and not make that same mistake again, but don't take it overly personal and have a little bit of self-confidence. Uh, when it comes to what you're doing and your intentions and, you know, knowing that you're doing things with the right intentions, even if it doesn't always end up, you know, the right way. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just kind of change pace here and go on to the next thing that I have in uh, connections. I have it highlighted right now. So um, okay. I kind of want to just give my um, my two cents on this. So I want to talk about uh, just basically talking about or talking in somebody's chat. Okay. So you guys come into uh, you know, a new streamers chat for the first time, um, you know, and you want to get to meet them. And maybe this is with the purpose of maybe you're just looking for a friend. Maybe you're looking for somebody to collaborate with. Maybe you're looking to grow your streamer friends, whatever it may be, your intentions. Um, I want to kind of like give a couple pointers out there from my experience and what I've seen. Um, number one would probably be uh, just be casual. Uh, a lot of uh, streamers are there for you know they enjoy a good conversation uh, i'd say a lot of people enjoy at least some level of interaction whether or not they base off of interaction or not um so you know don't take it like you know like 
don't be super personal about it like you know asking them the deepest questions um i've seen that before and maybe you know it, it's more from newer people from twitch but don't like ask them like where they live or anything like that right off the bat especially if they don't you know they're not comfortable with sharing that sort of thing um you know but maybe just like how is your day you know like how long have you been streaming connect with them on, on more of like a casual personal level too um, where you can start to get to know the broadcaster from, you know, kind of like a, a comfortable perspective, because if you, especially if you just come in, um, maybe you're trying to connect with them and the only connection you in your mind can see is the same game that you play. You don't really act like them. You don't talk like them. You don't think like them at all. And you can see that right off the bat, but you're still trying to connect with them anyway. First off, maybe that's not the right person to be connecting with because you want to be with maybe more like-minded people. But, uh, you know, maybe, you know, not just going and talking about, you know, ev not everything has to be about the game. So if you're in a game and you're just talking about the game, just talking about the game, that's great. But how would you ever connect with that streamer if it's just that one game that you have in common and then they switch games? Maybe having more of a personal connection with that person or trying to get to know them, too, or find out. I think a lot of people do have different connections, too, besides just the games like maybe a sport that they played growing up even or, or something as simple as that where they can connect with, um, you know, too. And there's a lot of other little areas that you can, you know, get to know people where it doesn't have to be intimate details of their life, but it also really doesn't always have to be game driven. So I'm going to I'm going to toss that off to you now. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, the only thing I have to say in response is, you know, just respect people's boundaries. You know, not everyone wants to open up about their personal life and they want to keep things focused on the game or whatever it is they're doing, you know, arts and craft or whatever. Um, you know, some people are just, are, um, you know, they just don't want to open up and that's fine. So, you know, just being aware of personal boundaries and, you, and, you know, if you start asking about their family or asking about their childhood and you can see it's making them uneasy, don't continue because you're pushing them away at that point. And, you know, they're not going to want to get to know you or feel like they can open up. Yeah. Um, so the next point uh, for us to hit on is um, mm -hmm. collaboration. So uh, mm -hmm. we kind of opened up with how like the first step of how to collaborate. So if anybody might be tuning in now, I'm just going to kind of refresh. Uh, we, we talked about looking primarily for a business email as the first point of contact for something like that. Um, mm -hmm. You don't want to put that in their chat. You don't want to, you know, maybe I wouldn't, I would be kind of turned off by somebody like trying to publicly tweet at me. Um, maybe if their DMs are closed or something like that on Twitter, um, you know, I just, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go into the discord chat, post it there. Um, you know, were you going to say uh, something? One thing. So yeah, actually one thing to, to cut in here really fast. Um, some people's DMs are, like you said, closed on Twitter. And uh, one thing that I did to actually get a partnership was, I messaged the guy. I did put out a public tweet. Hey, I, you know, I would like to talk business with you. What's the best way I can get in contact with you? And, you know, they'll either give you an email or something at that point. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, works best for them. I've done the same thing. I usually just say I have a business inquiry. I don't want to, you know, advertise in your chat or, you know, out of consideration for you. Um, and I normally find if you go out of your way to try to appreciate and respect them them and their time and their community, that they'll yeah. usually respect you enough to try to give you a reasonable answer and work with you. Um, usually streamers are people that want to work with you regardless. Um, maybe they don't they aren't interested in collaborating with you. Um, but I find most people are are at least interested in hearing you know you out. 
um mm -hmm. so you know there's no problem like all the time i go into these streams and they're you know especially smaller streamers won't have those uh business emails listed down below so i always say hey do you have um maybe a email that i could send for business inquiries or what's the best place to contact you uh outside of this public chat because out of consideration for you you know i just i don't want to and uh you know i, I i've just found over my experience that they end up appreciating that yeah, for sure. And my, uh, going into, uh, you know, how do you even, you know, create those connections? How do you even, you know, start the whole collaboration process? Um, I've worked in sales and done some other things. And, you know, when you're just reaching out to a streamer that you either barely know or really don't know at all, um, that's called a cold contact. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very sort of um, difficult to ever really get anything from cold contacts. Um, but if you're going to do that, or if you're doing it with someone that you don't necessarily know that well, but they kind of know your name, you've kind of been in the community for a bit, you know, my biggest thing is authenticity, being open and being to the point, right? So if you want to collaborate with someone, don't start up with, hey, how's it, you know, hey, how's it going? And, you know, trying to like sneakily get in there and, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, approach it as you're like an actual business, you know, hey, um, you know, I am trying to grow my channel. You know, we both play Destiny. I know we don't really know each other that well, um, but, you know, I've been in your community for a little bit. It, you know, I, I do like what I see. You know, is there any chance at a collaboration between us? And, you know, be direct, you know, what you want. Um, you know, don't try and beat around the bush and try and do it sneakily. I, I just, I myself, I'm very turned off um, to that. And I almost never, ever, ever um, like have done collaborations with people that I've tried to beat around the bush or tried to be manipulative in any sort of way, trying to, you know, just get something out of me because that's what it feels like. So let me give you an example, okay? I want to I wanna get your, your take on this just to make sure I understand okay. clearly. I come into your mm -hmm. chat. I've never been in your chat. Um, I've never mm -hmm. been in your stream. And I want to get to know you. So I say, How, hey, how's it going? And I get to know you a little bit. And then that interest peaks. I get to that point where I think, okay, maybe I would want to collaborate with this guy. All right, what would you say is the best way to go about that if you don't previously like know the person? Because obviously you would want to at least right. know the person on some level before collaboration. It, it's 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 interesting. So I, I think it's a very difficult topic because not everybody takes streaming super serious right <laughs> and everybody is wanting it to be a business not right. everybody is looking um at it from you know that sort of business perspective um and i think the majority of people on twitch are not that way um so in that scenario i i personally feel um that that almost never works like and the only way to really go about getting a collaboration or you know is really getting involved in the community um, most of the time your collaborations are going to come from that relational aspect rather than just, you know, sort of like a cold contact or, um, you know, uh, a business email or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, it can even seem a little off putting because people will probably feel like, you know, either you're just using their community or, you know, they're just a number or you send these kinds of things out to everybody. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's kind of tricky. Um, it's very, very tricky. I mean, you just have to know 
how serious the broadcaster is and you know it depends on the game as well and you know like if they're like as an example you know if they're a destiny 2 only player right and that's sort of the main game that they play and it's not something they're just playing casually or just because they enjoy it but um you know i i definitely feel that you know, you can reach out for collaboration opportunities at that point. You know, maybe you guys want to, you know, run certain, I forgot, I, I've forgotten a lot about Destiny 2, but certain dungeons <laughs> together. And you want to like, you know, actually carry your viewers that are struggling with what's going on and carry them through the crucible and whatever, you know, you can reach out to this person. But at the same time, you know, you have to understand that they just might say no. Right. Um, you know, because if I got an email like that, or when someone reached out to me, hey, I would love to do a collaboration with you, I would check out their channel first, you know, you know, obviously kind of see what kind of person they are, you know, how serious are they, um, you know, just kind of get a general vibe of them. And, you know, you just have to be willing for some people to say no as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do kind of want to add on to what you were saying uh, with making that connection too. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say necessarily that the, and, and I don't think there's a right or a wrong way to go about this. I think it's definitely going to be a case by case and a person by person of how you want to approach it and what works for you. Um, yeah. but if you're looking for somebody to collaborate with, um, you know, I would say first and foremost, uh, if you're, you know, let's say five viewers, don't go up into the hundreds. Um, somebody with a hundred viewers probably doesn't have too much of an interest with collaborating with you. You got something to say? Unless, unless, yes, I do. Because that's actually, a lot of people feel that way. But if, if like, for example, if I come to a company with a product that's going to make them more money, give them more profits, and bring business their way, it doesn't matter how small you are. If you can actually bring something that adds value to their community. So that's the biggest thing is, you know, collaborations are about, you know, adding value to the other person's community. It's not about what can you give me? It's how can, what can I give you? What can I do to, um, you know, add, you know, add any sort of value to your community? So like, I just, I, like uh, a lot of um, smaller casters, let's say, or growing casters, right? they're very afraid to reach out to people that are a lot higher. I agree. Um, and, you know, respectfully so. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. I don't, I think if you have a fantastic collaboration idea and it's going to, you know, bring them, you know, more viewers and, you know, of course it's going to help you in the process as well. There needs to be a win-win there that, you know, if, you know, most people I would say are optimistic and they're, they're open, you know, they want to find, you know, some sort of niche, something special to bring, you know, to bring their community. So, you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid if you have a good idea. Um, you know, if it's just to let's play Fortnite together, you know, chances are they're <laughs> going to say no, because there's a lot of people that want to play Fortnite with them. Right. Um, and, and that's kind of why I use such a drastic five to a hundreds, you know, or five to the hundreds, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I do think that that's a big issue is people are afraid of reaching and they're afraid of, you know, using the person. Um, but if your mm-hmm. communities, you know, are similar and I say, if it's not too extreme in the size of the communities too, the person is probably mm-hmm. going to be a lot more apt to, you know, lean into that. Um, especially if you have the same sort of stream values, um, and or level of seriousness in it. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think the, if you want a really good collaboration, um, that you will take a lot of time into putting into that collaboration instead of spending five minutes in somebody's stream. 
So, you know, maybe yeah. actually yeah. getting to know them, spending time in their chat, maybe asking them some questions that might not be personal, but you can kind of gauge what kind of a community that they run, um, how serious they take it, which I do think is important because if you take this very seriously or you don't, you know, you kind of want that to be in line of how they do, because let's say you come up with a collaboration and you're late and you one person takes it really seriously and the other person doesn't that's going to be a negative experience right off the bat. But if you both don't take it seriously, that's not going to be a big deal. And that's just yeah. maybe a bad example, but I, I think it's the best one I got off the, off of my mind right now. So, mm -hmm. you know, and like uh, McAfee said, you can go and you can chill in their discord, become a part of their community, figure out what they're about, um, you know, and get to meet the people because the people are the community. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out what the community is like, get to know them personally. Um, yeah. You got a thought? You you like jump? Uh, I was I, I was gonna let you finish. Um, okay. I, I was just uh, yeah. You just said something that kind of sparked something in my mind. Yeah. If you want to yeah. finish, I can. Do, uh, do no, I I'm I'm very ADD. I was like I got interested in what you had to say. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, the only thing I was gonna say is that um, where most of my sort of like collaborations come from is something called the infinite referral in the 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 business world or the sales and marketing world. So basically, you know, you sell a product to someone and they refer you to somebody else. Um, you know that they think could use this product. Um, on Twitch, that's called hosting. Oh, and yeah. almost every single person that I have found and collaborations with have become good friends with has all been because of hosts. So there's two things with that statement. Number one, you really have to be careful with about who you host. So that's why doing the whole follow for follow, host for host, throwing out random hosts, you don't know that person. You don't know if they're racist. You don't know what, you know, you don't know what sort of values they have, how their community is. And it honestly is a reflection on you. I don't promote that many people. I'm very cautious until I get to know the person. Mm -hmm. Then I'll promote the heck out of them because you don't know who they or their community you know, are. You don't know what they're about. So that's one part to it. But the other part is, is if I trust, like I trust Spot, right? So when he hosts somebody, I know that he's hosting someone that is in line with his values and he thinks is a good content creator. So whenever, you know, and a lot of people don't stick around after raids or hosts, but as right. a content creator, I really think you should. And you should spend some time getting to know that person because they're connected with Spot. And so now whenever they see your name in chat, they're like, oh yeah, he came with the Spot raid. And it gives you that sort of, um, uh, uh, there's a word I'm looking for and I can't remember it. I mean, I, I can't uh, think of it off the top of my head. Would connection um, be a good synonym? Connection would work. There's another word I was looking for, but yeah, it gives you, uh, you know, a connection and it, you know, makes you more relatable. They're more than likely more welcome to have you there because y'all share similar communities. And for myself, that's the infinite referral. That's how I'm finding people to collaborate with. That's how I'm finding, you know, even and like I, I don't always just look for people to collaborate with, you know, um, sometimes they like there's actually people's communities that I'm a part of. I just enjoy them. Like I don't I'm not, you know, trying to get anything out of them. I'm just there to be there. Right. Um, I have a few communities that I lurk in and I like never am active in just because they're super freaking entertaining people. And I just like being there and having them in the background and whatever. Um, 
you know, so there's going to be some of that as well. But yeah, definitely people that I've done, you know, any collaborations with has all come through host. I've never searched for a random person on Twitch. I've um, never just made a cold contact, let's say. It's always been through host that I found people hosting raids. I, I like that your experience is vastly different than mine because most of mine has been, um, you know, meeting people from that cold contact. Um, wow. So yeah. I... I, I do kind of want to throw out a point to you that you may not have thought. Um, what if mm -hmm. I or another one of your content creators that you follow hosts mm -hmm. somebody that we've never seen before? And for me, often I go to bed right after I, I host. So I would like to say for like the next hour or so, but I often don't stay more than about five minutes. So I try to gauge whether or not it's a content creator that I would support. But sometimes yeah. I, in that five minutes, I can't properly gauge or I don't. I, sometimes I spend more time if I can. If I can't, I don't. Um, you know, but what if I host somebody and I can't gauge off of that time that they're not good for what I, you know, that their values don't line up with mine, you know, would you, would you still take that level of, of trust to that? What would you feel about somebody doing that like me? So you're saying that you host random people is what you're saying? I do as a way to reach out to other people and try to, you know, especially when I don't have somebody that I want to host, I like to right, spread the love right. to somebody random and meet somebody new. And that's another way gotcha. I network. Gotcha. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, it's just me, me personally. Um, it, it's, uh, I don't host anybody random because I see it as a reflection of me. Okay. And, you know, if somebody wasn't in the cast or, uh, you know, and they just randomly saw I was hosting somebody and like, oh man, you know, I love McAfee and, you know, he's hosting somebody. Let's see who he's hosting. And they get there and, you know, they hear all sorts of things that they don't agree with on a personal level. Like, what the heck? You know, I thought, you know, what's McAfee doing? Um, but maybe I take that too seriously. I, um, I you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong. I mean, um, I've heard both arguments. Hosting random people can be good. Hosting random people can be bad. For me, it's just, it's a reflection on who I am as a person and who I enjoy, so I don't do it. If you do it, it's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. You know, yeah. it's just a personal decision that I made. I, I think that that's a very, I love that we're such polar opposites when it comes to that because I had no idea. Um, mm -hmm. and I'm going to argue and, and this is not anything negative, but I think I'm going to argue that you're in the minority because I don't think most people on Twitch are as intellectual as you or think about it to that regard. Would you agree to that? Or would you no, think that I, you're... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not about who's right or wrong. I was just kind of curious what you thought there because I really yeah. like how you how you think about it. I've just I've been around a long time, obviously. I've not heard it said like that. I've always been on the side that I've, you know, what I've done. That's what I've known. Um, so I'm learning something new right now that your opinion exists. Um, I didn't know mm -hmm. that perspective was out there. And so hopefully you guys, you guys just got two different perspectives now. Um, and you can figure out what you want to do for your own brand. Um, you know, yeah. it's like, it's, it's like this. And we could take, I could use Ninja as an example, but let's use Coca-Cola. You know, if Coca-Cola is Twitter, promoted somebody that they know nothing about whatever blah 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 like actually like a promotion it's a reflection on them as a company and their values and what they stand for right um so you know if they come out and make a political statement about somebody that they're supporting they're going to receive a lot of feedback from that positive and negative 
Right. Um, and so for myself, like I said, I view this as a business. So I'm trying to be very business minded and businesses don't just promote anyone and everyone. They promote people that align with their values. I like that, too, because there are a lot of people that like myself that that look at it as a business, too. Um, but I, I think Twitch is a tricky spot to be in because yeah. you can't take core business principles and then slap them onto Twitch. Networking itself right. isn't always like Twitch making real connections. Um, so, you know, I, I mean, Twitch is it's been around for a few years now, but it's still, you know, generationally, it's brand new. Um, you know, mm -hmm. so we're still figuring mm -hmm. out what works, what doesn't work, how to, how to go about things. Um, so I definitely like your perspective and, you know, maybe even going forward, I'll, you know, maybe even come up with a hybrid or, you know, I, I, I like where you're coming from thinking about you are endorsing and obviously I've thought about it. I'm endorsing the person. Um, but I've looked at it as more than that as, Hey, I want to meet somebody else. And this is a way to, um, you know, spread some love to somebody that I've never met before yeah, and then maybe yeah. meet that person too. But I've never looked at it through those that, with that business lens on that. Wow. Okay. This is my, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't that, that my entire brand is supporting them. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, if I run a family friendly stream, which I do, and then I host somebody that's not family friendly. Um, I, I feel like that's within my community because a lot of my community isn't family friendly. I just try to allow it to be for everybody. Um, you know, but I don't want to alienate my viewers when I'm live, although I still support content creators that are not, you know, with that value too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, uh, of this podcast, you know, we're both trying to figure things out. Right. You know, I, I, I think we, you know, we, we try things if they don't work, then you change and you try and adapt. And, you know, I definitely don't think there is any one path or even two or three or four or five paths about how to be successful on Twitch. There is many. And it's all about being authentic to yourself and what works for you. Like, you know, for me personally, you know, like I said, I, I couldn't just host random people because to me, it's it's wrong for me. It doesn't right. mean it's wrong for Spot or anybody else. It's just wrong for me because of how I view it and how I think about it. And so, you know, it's all about doing things that earn your own respect and operating in a way that you are happy with. Yeah, and it's your brand and you gotta, you know, you have to embrace your brand. And like you said, you have that business mindset. And I think, uh, you know, this kind of was a good explanation or an example of, you know, how people can have a business mindset and still look at it a vastly different perspective, um, you know, with us being on those different ends. Um, so I want to go on to the next point, actually. Uh, so I want to talk about going to events. Um, and, and you haven't personally gone to an event, but I'll allow you to, you know, if you have anything to add on to what I say. Um, mm -hmm. So for anybody that that's goes to an event, um, this is probably going to be something that's gaming related. So let's say you guys uh, go to TwitchCon. Let's say you go to PAX. Those are the big ones. Um, you know, or, or maybe any convention like a, you know, for all you anime lovers out there, all you, uh, you know, you go to, uh, you know, some expo or whatever that might not be gaming related, but you have a large audience or something from your community that might go, um, you know, I would say something that's really important that, um, you know, and this is probably a number one tip of advice, but it's also one of the number one things that's forgotten is business cards. Um, when you're going around and you're trying to network with other people in person, um, it's going to be very different. It's going to probably feel weird. Um, you know, you have a actual interaction with the person versus the monitor. 
Um, I remember when I first started streaming how weird it was being in front of a webcam. Well, take that weird feeling and then put yourself in that new position where you're actually talking to people because that's what I was used to, right? And so you take what you're used to, change that, and then go back to what you're not used to at that current point. And you're trying to not only make connections, but maybe you're trying to market yourself too. So you have those business cards. And what I would suggest is you have on those business cards your Twitch name, obviously, so that they can find you. Uh, maybe a, a value or a slogan or a motto or something that allows them to give a, like a couple words to connect to you. What connects with you? Um, you know, that would be my suggestion on it. Uh, I've seen business cards go really poorly, um, you know, like uh, put their whole schedule on it, um, you know, and then all of their social medias on it. And I'm not saying each of the, any of those is wrong, but when you over um overpopulate the real estate on the business card and you can use both ends most people use both sides um you know i would say that that's a bad thing i wouldn't say don't too simplistic but i would definitely say keep it um keep it clean and you know that's going to be very uh subjective so you have to kind of decide for yourself what that looks like but i, I definitely would not have it so it's cluttered and, and totally full of information um, yeah, and, I, and I've actually been to business conferences myself where people do try and create business and create contacts and stuff. So I have been to events. Um, and from like my, um, my standpoint, you know, um, most of the time when people have business cards, um, and, and I've heard stories from TwitchCon and PAX and different things as well, right. is that, um, you know, if you're trying to, you know, maybe get sponsorships or you're trying to get, you know, promoted by other companies like Elgato or WebAround or whatever, you know, um, you know, whatever company is there, um, you know, just handing them a business card <laughs> isn't going to do anything. You know, it's like with Twitch, it's about making those connections. It's about, you know, getting to know the person, you know, getting, you know, to know the, the team individually and, you know, basically making them remember you. And, and, you know, so when you give them their business card, they're actually interested in doing business with you. And, you know, it's the same thing. Um, I did have a friend, however, um, who went to TwitchCon. And he's like, I hated it because everybody was just, you know, I felt like a freaking number. Everyone was just passing out their business cards left and right with no context. They weren't trying to get to know me. They only started talking to me with the 100% intention of giving me their business card. Wow. And it's like, you know, that can be felt. And that's right. very real. And, you know, people know when you're fronting, people know when you're just trying to use them. And so, you know, that's my whole thing is that, you know, I don't look at every person, viewer, you know, person that gets hosted as a potential collaboration opportunity, even though I am very business minded. I look at it as this is a person and, you know, it's a friendship or a relationship waiting to happen. You know, it's there. And my whole thing is, is how can I add value? How can I bless another person's life? And if it leads to business, great. If it doesn't, great. And so when you're at these conventions, you know, it's about, you know, adding value and just being a genuine, a genuine good person to those around you. And, you know, I think that these sort of connections, they happen naturally. And it's so easy, especially when it's felt that you actually do care about the other person. I think this, this, this sort of stuff just happens naturally. Like, you know, if you get in a good conversation with somebody at PAX, you know, they're sitting there thinking, man, this guy's great. I want to be his friend. You know, what's your channel? They're going to ask you, you know, you don't necessarily have to just give them a business card. You're right. going to, obviously, but, <laughs> um, you know, you don't, you don't have to force it. It, it comes naturally is my thing. And I, I think that? that's going to, 
that's gonna be your your brand too. You're a lot. Some people put on fronts, okay, and that's that's a whole different thing that we could talk about. Is people have personas on stream, okay, and it's a lot <laughs> harder to perform that persona when you're in person. So at the end of the day, you're either gonna care about people and you're gonna care about those connections, or you're not. So if if you just care about the numbers. If you don't care about making those connections, maybe going to those events isn't necessarily even the right thing for you to do for the purpose of connecting with people. Um, mm -hmm. You know, but but like McAfee was saying, you definitely should be authentic with what you're doing because why would you follow them if if they were not authentic with you? Think about it from from their perspective. Why would if you mm -hmm. come up to them and you're just you know running around? You know, maybe you're just zipping around. Maybe you have Heelys and you're trying to make yourself look cool. Uh, you know, and you're just flicking out the business cards and giving them to people. What what context is that? When you go to a, um, I'm going to use an example from like a local college here. If you go to like a college, uh, you know, I don't even know what they would be called, but an event where they have a bunch of sponsors, um, they have a bunch of different booths that are giving stuff away. If somebody from that booth is running around and they have a company that they're just giving you the business card of, and you don't know what that company is about. You don't really care. Uh, you know why would you care that they're giving you a business card with no context? You're gonna throw that away. You're not gonna use it. So if you go to a, a convention like PAX, not everybody's gonna be a content creator. A lot of people aren't even gonna watch Twitch. Um, so you're you're gonna have a very different dynamic there than TwitchCon. But let's say you go to either of those conventions with the intention of meeting other people, okay? And with that intention comes you want to make connections that's not you want to make view count go up that's you want to connect mm -hmm. with people so that means you got to actually yeah. spend some time on it um so if you look at it as i want to be you know go from five viewers to 20 after this event that's the wrong way to look at it in my opinion um you yeah. should be saying if i can make one or two or three or whatever you know real relationships that i get to keep after this convention I did something right. I met somebody that I now call friend. Um, and, and I think that that would be the much preferred method for a lot of people because who wants to be considered a number? Do you really want to go into a stream where you're a number? No. And it's the same thing, especially for other content creators, because they see right through you. Um, you know, they've seen it. Maybe they've done it. Maybe whatever. It's most apparent to content creators. Um, I always find you, you have to... Uh, be one to no one, you know? And so if you, if you are not authentic, they're going to know, and you're not going to create that connection, which is, is the whole intention or should be intention of what you're doing in the first place. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, what I want to add on to that is you had talked a little bit about, um, you know, carrying yourself like a business and giving people or, or businesses the reason to collaborate with you. Um, and I just kind of want to broaden the perspective on that. So if you guys um, are going to a convention and you're not as well known and you want to be, let's say, uh, McAfee used Elgato. Uh, so let's say they have a booth at Elgato and they're doing a maybe a presentation at, you know, two o'clock or something like that, where they're going to use a content creator to show off their new gadget or something like that. And you want to be that person and you want to apply to that. I say go yeah. for it and think about opportunities like that that can get your name yeah. out there. Think about opportunities like that, that you can, you know, meet other people too, um, you know, and then put time and effort into it. Treat it like a, a job, because why would, if you do just a, a copy and paste cover letter, why would they care to use you when they have somebody a lot more authentic, a lot more 
passionate about, you know, being that person for that company, representing that company, you know, why would they pick you? So be authentic, uh, be genuine. And, and, you know, I would, instead of, you know, going for 30 different booths, maybe pick five that you want to do so that you can be authentic. Um, and I don't have personal experience with this, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, I do know when it comes to applying for stuff like that, if the position's open, maybe even following up would be a good uh, thing too, because that shows interest, that shows that you care, that shows, um, you know, that you might do a better job than somebody else because you have yeah. that heart and you, you know, you, you connect with the company, hopefully on some level, if they're the one that you chose. Um, right, and, right, right. And, and that's another thing too, is you want to pick those uh booths those companies that you you know get behind so let's say you want to do a vr presentation or, or you apply to a vr presentation but you hate vr how can you broadcast them and a live uh, broadcast isn't the right word but like basically present them in a great light and get other people interested if you're not interested yourself i would say the best advice that i could give would be to be passionate about it to love it um, you know, like, let's say, uh, for example, NVIDIA was there and they were giving out a new graphics card and you are a computer builder enthusiast. You love building computers. You love computer parts. Maybe that NVIDIA booth would be the place for you because you would be very interested in talking about what you're already passionate about. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to, yeah. to add on to that before we get to the next part? Uh yeah, actually. So there's a few things uh, immediately, actually, what you said about NVIDIA. And this happens all the time. You might think I'm crazy, but this happens all the freaking time. Companies will send out tech your way. If you're like a reviewer for you to review it or for uh -huh. you to test it out and put out some kind of promotional or, you know, some, you know, something about it and then send it back to them. Like companies do that all the freaking time. You know, you see the, you see YouTubers that review cameras or different tech or whatever. Most of the time, uh, especially if they're smaller, that's rented. You know, it's like, hey, take this. If anything happens, obviously you have to pay for it, but we want you to promote it for us because that's free advertisement, you know? Um, so it actually, it actually happens and don't ever be afraid to do that. You know, if you're talking, you know, super techie stuff with all the NVIDIA guys and, you know, you're getting to know all of them. It's like, hey, well, I actually run, you know, a YouTube channel where I do reviews for all sorts of different tech and stuff like that, you know, you know, then be forward to that moment. You know, is there any, you know, is there any contact, any email that I can, you know, um, reach out to you guys with and talk about, you know, how I can get some of your products? I love that. And you will, you will never hear anybody when you present it that way, say no to you. And uh, the, the other point I wanted to make as well as you hit on this is that you need to remind people of who you are. Don't you ever assume that you're some super awesome, huge, big hotshot, unless you're a ninja, that people <laughs> are just going to remember, remember you out of thousands and thousands and thousands of people at a convention. You know, you need to reference, you know, where you met them. It's like, hey, you know, um, you know, uh, we started talking about, you know, all this, uh, you know, all these gadgets, stuff like that. You know, we got into a really deep conversation. You know, uh, maybe you can even talk about what you're wearing or what time it was, you know, what booth, you know, refresh their memory. Right. Especially if you have a specific contact if you just have a general contact you know you can you know you can reference the person that you were talking to that gave you this email you know something like that um you know if it's not as personal um but another thing is as well is if you go to con you know uh conventions and there's a lot of different companies there that you potentially want to work with you've got to be aware of how you carry yourself 
you know, you can't get drunk and completely trashed out of your mind and let a company see that. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to work with that person. So, you know, there is a little bit of, you know, uh, you know, business etiquette, let's say that you need to, uh, you know, watch how you conduct yourself. Um, Because I know like at TwitchCon, a lot of people talked about this. They had a lot of open bars, Um, you know, a lot of companies, you know, that some people were partnered with. They lost partnerships because they did a lot of really dumb stuff. So, you know, you've got to watch, you know, you know, how you carry yourself as well at these conventions. Companies do actually take note of that. Yeah, I I love you know, this whole conversation, I'm going to just because this is kind of like a, a, you know, sub point that we're talking about. And I feel like it's going to be so inapplicable for a lot of people. I kind of want to just say something before we get to the next point um, and sure. add on yeah. what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you were talking about connecting with the people uh, at these, you know, booths and these people that work at the booths are people from the company, most likely in most cases. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you are talking to these companies, employees, these are the PR people. These are the people that are responsible for representing the company. Right. And you make that mm-hmm. relationship with them. Maybe that could become a lifetime relationship or a content. It, the life of your content may revolve around, um, you know, that, that relationship going forward. Maybe you get a partnership with them based off of that one person that you met. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Corsair. And you don't meet, I, I know Corsair's requirements. I don't even fit in them myself. And I don't think even at my peak I did. Um, so I know that they're pretty nitpicky about what they want. They want a lot. Maybe you meet somebody mm-hmm. at Corsair, you make a connection with them. They realize, wow, this is somebody that we can represent, even though they don't fit our criteria and numbers. I like this person. Maybe they will represent you and you can create potential partnerships going forward based off of how you uh, make those connections and what connections you do end up making too. So think mm-hmm. about it as value. I like what McAfee said because I always try to do the same thing with, with value. Um, and I'm, I'm going to kind of transition off of that point. Um, so I, the other day on Twitter, was uh, contacting somebody. I literally, like it looked like I was like uh, notified to their tweets because um, basically she posted and like it was like I refreshed my feed. And it was like three seconds ago this tweet was posted and it was talking about a, a graphics for her channel. And me being a graphic designer, I immediately responded. I was like, hey, you know, if you'd like to, uh, you know, uh, come up with something, I- I'd love to chat with you about what that would look like and, and maybe a potential partnership. And she didn't really know who I was. Um, and right. so she responded with, hey, uh, I'm sure that you're a great artist, but I have a lot of really close friends that I, you know, that I'm going to use uh, because, you know, they're my close friends. And I just don't know what I want for my content. And I Mm -hmm. said, okay, that's great. I said, I appreciate your honesty because that's my life motto is being transparent, being open with other people because I appreciate other people not hiding things, you know, being open with me. And I said, okay. Mm -hmm. And I I gave her some advice, some very good valued, uh, what she considered valuable uh, advice. And she went on to not only follow me, but her next tweet was, hey, go follow Spotsbid. Stevie is a good guy. Um, Literally just Mm -hmm. based off of me providing her some value um, because right. that's what I, that's what I agree with. I didn't expect anything from her. And I got a literal Twitter shout out from this person that did not know who I was prior to that, but because I had that business mindset, because I had the connection based mindset as well. Um, I not only made that connection with that person, but I, you know, I got that follow from her and maybe we'll, you know, do something in the future or maybe we won't, I don't know, but I, mm-hmm. I made that connection and that is my point. I think that it was a beautiful thing. Right, right, right. And that's, uh, that's fantastic. It can be, it can actually be said this way as well. If you help enough people in life get what they want, you need not worry about your own. 
and you know you weren't looking at her trying to push you know you being you know a graphics artist you just you helped her out with some information she was needing after she said no to you so you were adding genuine value to you know to her and you were giving her information and things that you know she needed without you you know expecting anything in return or without you know trying to get anything out of her you were just trying to be helpful right and yeah. you know i i think that's so contrary to so many people on twitch um, you yeah. know, everybody expects something and everybody wants, you know, I feel like there's so many people these days that are so I gave you this. Now you give me this or I gave you this. You trade me this. Yeah. And yeah, um, the I scratch your back, you scratch mine mentality. Exactly. And I, I think as content yeah. creators, um, anybody that is a content creator out there listening or will be, I, I think that's, you know, you need to just get rid of that mindset right off the bat. Um, you know, don't go into things expecting things because you will get disappointed that way. Um, you yeah. know. And and like my example, I went in trying with, with the intention of I want to give this person value. I want to um, she's not going to use my services. I accept that. But she gave me honesty. So in return, I'm giving her my value, which was my advice. And, you know, you, you get a lot of great things from, you know, giving people value. I've gotten hosts before um, where I went and met somebody and I hung out in their chat for a couple hours and then I had to go. I didn't say I was going to stream. But that person followed me because they knew that I was a streamer based off of just how right. chatty I was being. And uh, I, I got a really big fat host later in that day um, just for providing them value in their chat. Um, so, you know, that's that's a consequence. Yeah, and like a, mm -hmm. That's like a positive Sorry, consequence of a result of making that connection because I went into there not expecting anything in return. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was going to say, you know, the reason why what we're talking about works is because of something called the law of sowing and reaping, or some people call it karma, right? And so, you know, you're sowing, you know, um, you know, value into another person. You don't expect anything from that person, but you can expect something from the universe, you know, if you help enough people, you may not get anything from that person specifically, but word could potentially travel or something is going to come back to you in some fashion. And that's, you know, that's my personal belief. You know, that's why I don't mind, you know, offering, you know, advice or opinion or whatever else or, you know, you know, I've given, you know, uh, this is just an example um, hopefully it's not me being conceited, but you know, I've <laughs> given people a lot of money to buy computers to either, um, you know, pay for rent or, you know, to pay for an electric bill or something, um, because I knew that they were struggling, you know, have they ever given me any of that back? No, but I don't care because it's not about that. You like, in, in my opinion, I have seen a lot of, you know, wealth come my way, wealth and friendships, wealth and, you know, money, wealth and opportunities because of a sort of giving nature, if you will, the law of sowing and reaping. What you sow, you shall also reap. I, uh, I had to fight myself the whole time. I, and I don't think that was conceded. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open one with that, but I, I had to stop myself from saying weird flex, but okay. Um, <laughs> but no, that's, that's really cool, man. I, uh, back when I was a full-time content creator, I like to, um, you know, uh, basically kind of give back, uh, so to say, not to the people that were giving to me, but just because I wanted to give back into the community and, um, you know, that I'm not going to say you buy relationships because that's not true, 
but um you know it, it definitely did help wow this person you know it, it shows a, an amount of care too um you know i'm not trying to promote donations or subs or anything like that but i'm trying to show what you do to show another person that you care goes a long way that's my point um and, and i think that you guys shouldn't forget about that yeah people don't know people don't care about how much you know so they know how much you care you keep using all these quotes. I, I've been, I've heard almost all these recently too, man. I love it, dude. Um, <laughs> so you and I have both had negative experiences with uh, stream teams, but I do want to talk mm -hmm. about it since we kind of want to go okay. through most facets of, um, you know, uh, Twitch networking and, and stuff like that. So some people look at a stream team and becoming a part of a stream team to meet other people. And they look at it as a way to, uh, you know, network and collaborate with others. Um, while mm -hmm. McAfee and I have had negative experiences, there are a lot of people that are on some really great teams or what I believe are really great teams, um, you know, and, and they've thrived. And so, uh, you know, what I would say is as a beginning level streamer, I've seen a lot of people that are reaching and they're saying, if I could just be a part of a community, if I could just be a part of a stream team. I, I would remove that mindset and, and put some value behind yourself because you're small. That does not mean that you're a, of no value. Maybe you're not big enough to be a part of that specific team at that moment, but that doesn't mean that you should settle for something that does not align with yourself. Um, mm -hmm. if, if it's somebody or something that promotes, you know, like maybe, um, you know, they promote a little bit of, let's just say a little bit of racism enough to get away with on Twitch or, or something that really goes against your gears and your values um, you know, I, I would just stay away from that and not jump at the closest opportunity. Um, you know, and, and I would go for something that you feel like you actually deserve that fits in well with what you, uh, your beliefs and your, your stream values too. I was actually just typing in chat. Uh, <laughs> if, you have, if you have anything else to say. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, go ahead and finish up. Go ahead and yeah, finish up. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, and then there's stream organizations as well too. So, there's uh, other things that you guys can be a part of, um, you know, like maybe you can be a part of, uh, you know, like a, a Twitter um, organization on, uh, you know, for, for a certain game or something like that. Um, you know, those are great, too, because you get to meet people or other gaming organizations um, that have a big presence on Twitch. I don't have a ton of experience with it. So this and this is the place that my experience is lacking. Um, but I do know a few things, and I, I think the biggest thing with it is to go off of what I had just said and make sure that you value yourself. Um, it's so easy to try to um, <clears throat> just go off to um, whatever you're going to find, to just go off to the first thing that comes your way. But that's not the right mentality. That's almost like looking at it like I'm trying to collaborate with somebody, but I'm willing to collaborate with that person, the first person that comes my way. That's that's not the right way to go about it because you're tarnishing your brand at that point. What good is your brand if you're willing to compromise not only yourself, but you're willing to compromise that brand too with the first thing that comes you know that way? It, it's, you will literally give up your sets of values to um to cater to that desire to just go to the first thing and i would really encourage you not to um so i what basically what i just said mcafee was not to go to the first thing that comes your way and not to 
to, to value yourself when it comes oh, to yeah. all organizations and everything else. Because um, even when I started, uh, you know, I, I was I had a tendency to think, OK, well, oh, my gosh, I qualify for this now. I should be a part of this. But not everything lines up with values. And I'm talking beyond stream teams now with organizations and whatnot, too. Um, you know, yeah. not to just yeah. jump at the first thing that comes to you. And I think that that's probably my biggest bit of uh, advice because I'm not well versed in this area. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so my experience with with stream teams has been almost wholly negative because I have seen so many come and so many go because a lot of times the leadership and the intentions of these stream teams is basically just to get a bunch of followers for the person in charge and they don't give a you know what about the actual people. And I've seen that in way, way, way too many stream teams where it's just a way to boost their own numbers. Um, so I would say, you know, if you're looking for stream teams you know i love the idea of stream teams you know i uh, i i think that they're not inherently wrong or bad and if you want to be a part of one it's fine you just have to understand what you're getting into um i found there's a lot any anywhere people are going to be a lot of people there's going to be drama and there's usually a lot of drama involved in stream teams um and you just got to be careful you know what spot was saying about um you know don't sacrifice your morals or your ethics for uh, a potential good standing somewhere just yeah. because there's quote unquote you know thousands of people in this discord doesn't mean anything if you don't agree with the leadership in charge and a lot of times as well you have to be careful stream teams will you know promote saying we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people in this discord but nobody's active and if they do host somebody only two people show up so people will like to do a lot of fronting and they won't be authentic. And, you know, you, you may have to go through a few communities if it's something you really want. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with communities. I am a part of one called the YamFam. Um, but that is so far is the only community that I've actually really connected with and a stream team that I've wanted to be on. But that's because I know the person in charge like pretty well. I know the community. I align with a lot of their values. Um, so, you know, you may have to go through a few there's some good ones out there for sure um but you know just be aware that you know there are a lot of them out there that are really um i've just had a lot of really negative experiences right um yeah and it's don't hurt your brand don't hurt yourself um yeah. you know that's that's how i'm gonna close that one out um i don't necessarily want to spend too too much time on it but our next point to talk about is the not to do list so this one's my fun one because I get to vent here. Um, sure, <laughs> so I I want to share a couple of recent experiences uh, that that have been wholly negative, hundred percent negative. <laughs> wow. um, you know, and, and these are the what I would like to believe that are not necessarily obvious ones. Um, don't <clears throat> go into somebody's stream trying to network, saying, "Hey, your content is fire. I really like your work." If you want to collaborate sometime, <laughs> DM me and I will follow you back. That is okay. not networking. That is not the way to go. That is follow for follow, self-promotion. No, don't do it. That's not that's not connecting with people. Our whole show is is talking to you and trying to tell you and encourage you of ways to interact with people and make those connections. So that is literally the opposite of creating those connections. And so you'll find that a lot in your Twitch chat as you grow. Um and then something else 
uh, the most recent vent that I have to do, and then I'll start getting a little bit more uh, specific. <laughs> but uh, or I guess that was pretty specific. Uh, is the yeah. Instagram. Uh, and you you yeah. mentioned this in the very beginning, uh, so I'm assuming it's happened to you or you've seen it before, where they say, "Hey, uh, this is lit." That's the common word that they use, yeah. and they say, "Would you like to check out my channel too, or would you like to, um, you know, follow me back, like my posts too?" To that, I responded mm. with, "On the 19th at 5 p.m. EST, we're having a talk show about networking. I would love to have you there." <laughs> <laughs> Because these people, yeah, and these people don't understand it's about connections and it's about making making those connections. And they just think, okay, I'm going to increase my follower numbers if I get other people to follow me back. And they don't think right. about what does that person think when I post and self-promote myself because they see so many people doing it. And for the younger audience or the younger content creators, I would say a lot of people have that mindset and I the whole reason I wanted to do this show and was inspired to do this show was based off of that mentality, not necessarily the Instagram demographic, but it, it definitely was a factor. And you know, like that first example that I let off with, I've seen so many people not make it who actually provided okay content, but we're just completely lacking and actually making a human interaction and making that human connection with another person. Right. And, and I think a lot of people fall into these traps for, um, excuse me, a lot of different reasons. You know, sometimes it is just ignorance. You know, they've seen, they see people do it. They don't know how to grow their channel and they really want to grow. So they feel like, you know, this is the way, you know, I have to kind of force it or it becomes a numbers game. Um, you know, you see this in sales, you see this on YouTube, for example, where if you just reach enough people, then you're going to have people that stick. And <laughs> You know, a lot of people, uh, it, it's very easy to fall into that trap where really it just becomes a numbers game. Um, but what we're seeing, especially on Twitch, is that you don't get paid in views. So it's not like YouTube, uh, at least how YouTube was, where you get, well, it still is in the sense, but you, where you get paid with views. You know, it's not about spamming a bunch of people and then having a bunch of people come on your channel and yell at you because you're spamming <laughs> your, your content, but you're still getting the views. So you're still getting paid, right? It's not that way. It doesn't work that way on Twitch. So, you know, doing the follow for follow stuff and, you know, sub for sub, which that's ridiculous. Uh, that's even more ridiculous than follow for follow. In my you're opinion. losing money. Um, yeah, you're <laughs> losing money. Um, but, um, people fall into those traps because they feel like if they have a large follower count, then that equals, you know, money. It equals people being like, if they have 5,000 followers, well, then I'm going to have a hundred people in chat. Um, but it doesn't work that way. You know, whenever you view people as just a number or you're just kind of spamming your content, um, you're, if, when, if you get follows at all, you're getting empty follows. So you're getting people that are only following you because you followed them. And what's crazy is a lot of the times uh, those people, they will immediately unfollow you after you follow them. And you see this a lot on Twitter. You see this a lot on Instagram where people will go and follow like 20, 30, 40,000 people. They'll get a bunch of follows back and then they'll go through and they'll delete everyone off their Twitter page. So it only looks like they're following maybe a couple hundred and they have 20 or 30,000 followers. So they're fronting. So when they go to different businesses or they go to different casters and they connect, they're like, hey, man, yeah, I got 30,000 followers on Twitter. And they're trying to, you know, actually make that look like it looks something when it's not. 
Um, I've done that. So, yeah. What you've done that? I, like, I do you I'm mean? confessing I've done that. But I, I've oh, done okay. what has not worked to figure out what works. So. Yeah, and that's like, you know, and, and that's not, and that's, you know, like, I don't think follow for follow or, you know, pe- people that do that kind of stuff, I don't feel that they're inherently just, you know, idiots or they're dumb or whatever. You know, they're trying to figure out what works. Yeah. And, and you know, sometimes some of them will stick around and, you know, and listen to what you have to say about why it doesn't work. Most won't. But, you know. Would, um Yeah. Go ahead. I, I would Go ahead. like to think that they would care enough to listen. I try to always give value in my yeah. streams, as I know you do as well. So, you know, I always try to say, hey, if you don't, if you're still here, if, if you didn't leave right away, I'd love to show you the right way to go about this because you're really going about it the wrong way. And and part of my insecurity in saying that lies because I feel like because I, I have the follower count, I just don't have that viewer count or the other numbers of credibility that they don't take me seriously. But I still try. Right. right. So. Right, yeah, and yeah, and I get that, and that's why a lot of people, you know, they do front and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you see, you know, poor people driving really nice cars because they want people to believe they're actually something, and um, you know, you can prove your level of knowledge and understanding and your credibility by how you talk and the knowledge and wisdom that comes out of your mouth, even if you don't necessarily have the numbers, um, you know, because content creation is all over the place. You know, um, I've seen many people on Twitch, for example, that main one game, you know, whether it be Warframe or WoW or something, you know, they get quite an audience with that game. They switch off of that game. They lose everything. You know, does that mean that their credibility is completely worthless? No, they know a lot. They know how to be entertaining. They know how to work the system. They know what they're talking about. Um, so, you know, I, I do like to get backstory, you know, for sure. If, you know, there's a bigger content creator that has a lot of numbers, but maybe their viewer count at the moment isn't there. Um, you, you can learn something from everyone, even if it's what not to do. I want to uh, just share a little bit of a, kind of a, not really a story, but an experience that I had even uh, a week ago. So I went into this uh, stream because I network a lot. I spent a lot of time making new friends recently um, and looking for commissions and whatnot. So I was in this stream for the first time mm-hmm. and I'm hanging out and he has, you know, started out with 10, then went to 20 viewers pretty fast, plateaued at 20. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. This guy is normally around 20 viewers. And then I'm like, okay. And I hadn't looked at it initially. And I look at his follower count. And it was at 320,000. And I thought, wow, there has to be a story here. And I went and I thought, or I, I searched through his content, and he used to be completely like a professional player for a different game, now plays uh, a different game. I'm not going to say because I don't want to try to give the person away. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, I thought of myself in that scenario because while it's not as extreme, I have almost 12,000 followers. Used to have 12,000 followers. And my view count does not reflect that. So when you guys are thinking of let's get my numbers up, let's play this numbers game, it's about the connections. It's about the relationships. I was a full-time broadcaster for the last uh, six months with you know 10 to 20 viewers. And I made that work because of the connections that I had in that chat. It, it's not because I had hundreds of people. It was because I had some really great connections with the supporters that I had. And, you know, I encourage you going forward, don't think of yourself as, um, you know, unimportant or, or anything like that because you don't have those numbers. If you have those connections, everything will be built off of that foundation. So, 
something that I want to kind of uh, also point out is, um, and we've said it in one way, shape, or form already, um, don't go into streams looking for something. Um, and this goes to content creators, but I also want to put that out there for viewers wanting to connect with the streamer. Don't go into a stream looking for something for you. That is a natural mentality. That is a selfish mentality. I get that. I'm a very, very selfish person by nature. I take, I take, I take. And it's very, um, I, I have to be very conscious about when I give because I, I have a hard time doing it. And that is something that I struggle with. So I have to always be thinking about it and always try to be aware. Am I giving or am I taking? And I always try to provide value for other people. So I try to give, okay? So when you're in somebody else's chat, I appreciate when people talk to me. So I almost always in streams that I go in because I don't always chat in very large streams, try to be the most active chatter. Um, and so I think a lot of content creators out there, and I, I've talked to a lot of people who agree, you will not want to be the person that just shows up to play a game. You don't want to be the person that just shows up to, to win a, a giveaway or something like that. Um, I found a lot of people that have stuck around after stuff like that in my communities and, and communities like that. Um, you know, and they've actually been like, wow, I had no idea. And, and this goes for, you know, many communities that I've seen, you know, over time. Wow, I had no idea I'd like being here. Wow, I, this is actually really cool other than what initially brought me in. And, uh, you know, I would just encourage you not to just show up for the me, 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 me. And you smiled, McAfee. I want to know what you were thinking. You, you gave a really big smile. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm laughing at chat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wondered. I, I, I didn't want to cut myself off, but I was wondering what you were thinking. So, um, yeah, did, sorry. Did you have anything to add off of that, or? Um, I don't think so, actually. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. and and so I kind of want to end that section with you know just kind of rehashing what I've already said. Don't copy and paste on everybody's Instagram posts. Don't copy and paste on Twitter. Um, you know, be genuine. And, and I think the biggest thing is, is what McAfee said. It's that mindset of uh, giving and not, you know, expecting everything or anything in return. Um, and I think that's the mentality of, of how to make it as a streamer because I don't see people that are successful that have the take, take, take mentality. That's not the people that are successful. And you'll find that if you actually get to know the people. Right, for sure. And, uh, um, you know, even if somebody is successful, because there are examples of people who are successful that are take, 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 um, you know, there. I've seen, and this happens in the music world, this happens in the acting world a lot as well, is you'll see a person blow up because of something that happens. They oh, yeah. receive a lot of fame, um, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, but their character, a lot of the times, can't sustain them being there. And so they drop faster than they rose. And you see this happen uh, even on Twitch as well. Um, I've seen people that gained, you know, some sort of a following. They ended up being an absolute asshole and lost everything. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, if you get to know someone and you can tell it's very much just take, 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 for example, um, you, it's not necessarily just because they have numbers doesn't mean they're successful. Yeah. And, you know, success is a very, um, you know, it's a very broad word for sure. Um, 
but uh, yeah, I, I've just, you know, just because somebody has, you know, a lot of viewers or something like that, you know, just because they have a check mark next to their name doesn't necessarily they know exactly how to grow or what's best or can even give you the best advice or even someone that you should be, you know, want to be around. Um, you know, of course, that's entirely, you know, up to you and personal and all that kind of jazz. But, um, you know, I've just I've seen a lot of ups and downs on Twitch and then, in you know, the world in general and blah, blah, blah and uh, all that kind of jazz. I had another thought, but I lost it. Uh, that that bums me <laughs> out because I was about to ask you if you had any concluding thoughts because that um, basically takes us to the end of what we have that was scheduled to talk about. So as soon as we wrap up our, our finishing mm -hmm. thoughts, I kind of want to jump on to, um, and I'm not sure if we do, if you guys have any questions, um, I asked you at the very beginning to start uh, you know, writing them down so you didn't forget. So if there's anybody out there that has questions, I encourage you to post them now as we start to wrap up and uh, kind of finalize our thoughts here. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I mean, I feel like you and I could talk about this for a couple more hours at least. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, for me, it, it comes down to the mentality that you want to have. Um, hopefully the integrity that you have. I, I hope. I've seen a lot of people that just don't have that integrity. Um, and, and, you know, like you said, McAfee, you, I love that example. Just because you rose does not mean you won't fall right back down. Um, mm -hmm. And I think people tend to forget that as they think, okay, I made it. Okay, I'm here. Okay, I have the numbers. And then they, they can't sustain that because they don't have that integrity. Um, and so I'm actually going <laughs> to... I'm going to bring something up right now, a very touchy subject um, I'm, that I don't normally talk about on stream. Just And I'm going to be very brief with it is... I would focus on actually making connections. And if you're at five viewers, that's okay. But I've been going through and meeting a lot of people specifically in the Fortnite category. And if you don't know, you have mm -hmm. to scroll about maybe 100 to 150 people down just to get into the 50s oftentimes um, in the view counts. So to go below that, there's a lot of people there. And over half of that, in my experience, use some sort of a view bot. And the, the level of reputation that that ruins uh your brand that that ruins i have to just encourage you guys build up naturally because if you use artificial means to viewer inflation uh follower inflation be it on twitch or instagram or twitter or anything else like that you're going to be an empty shell and people are going to see that and you're never going to grow because of that um so if people see that you have those 5,000 people that are following you on Twitch and you have two viewers, what's, I mean, maybe there's a story there, maybe there's not, um, you know, but I, I just encourage you guys not to go that route and to actually put in the work to it. Um, and McAfee, I don't know if you had anything that you wanted to say. I'll, I'll actually kind of give you an idea here. I was going to talk about it, but I think you would word it better than I would is the networking versus streaming schedule that I know Ashney talks about a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm actually looking at Elite Cinder's question, so that kind of plays into it. Um, you know, what exactly would you say constitutes a good starting point for a stream, as well as how would they reach out to anyone when they have no connections to begin with? That's a really good question, and a lot of newer streamers really fall into this, where they feel they have to be live five, seven days a week, streaming for 8 to 10, 12 hours a day in order to grow on Twitch. And in the past, I will say that may have worked. But Twitch has 
Twitch has grown and evolved so much from, you know, four or five years ago, even just a year ago, the dynamics have drastically changed. And what I would say personally is you really don't need to be casting, especially if you're newer, more than, you know, like three, four days a week. What you need to be doing is in your downtime is actually getting involved in more established communities and getting involved getting to know people that way, um, actually doing like other sorts of content as well, whether it be YouTube, whether it be a podcast, whether it be, um, whether it be like, you know, like if you're a Fortnite player, you know, actually getting really good clips, putting them up on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, um, you know, applying for, you know, uh, different contests. Um, I know there's like, you know, FaZe Clan, you know, they ask for clips all the time. Um, you know, like TSM, they ask for clips all the time. Like give us your, like we're looking for trick shotters, you know, we're looking for whatever. You know, if you're, you know, just up and coming, you can do things like that to get yourself known. Um, I personally don't think that there's anyone that should ever be sitting in the zero viewer range because if you it, it's so simple if you just make connections with other people you know they'll be there um a lot of the time um so yeah my advice is you know, don't stream five seven days a week maybe stream three or four and in the other days where you're not casting actually get involved in other people's communities people you genuinely genuinely enjoy watching um you know a community that you connect with and you know getting involved in their discord you know not really you know it, it, it's, it's a hard balance right you know you know, you can expect things from people or and you can't expect things from the universe, but you can't do something. You can't go and watch someone with the expectation of them hosting you. A lot of times that naturally happens just because you're establishing that connection. But when you go into it, I'm only connecting with you because I expect a host out of you. You're going to fail and the relationship is it's not very healthy, you know, but if you get involved in the community, you know, you know, think it's going to get out that you're a caster. It's going to get out that, you know, you know, you stream and, you know, maybe you're enjoying the same game as them, you know, whatever. And, you know, those connections are going to come naturally. Um, so that that's what I would do. If you're sitting at like no viewers and you're not really sure how to grow, it's get involved in other communities, but also utilize other platforms. Um, because it's a, uh, you know, you can't put all of your eggs in one basket as the saying goes, right? If the only way you're growing is through Twitch, it's dangerous because the only way you grow on Twitch is whenever you're live. If you're not live, you are not growing. If you do YouTube, for example, once you make the video, you're done. That's it. The video will work for you for a long time. You know, if you're constantly creating podcasts or, you know, like clips, you know, like I suggested for Fortnite or whatever, um, you know, all of that stuff is out there on the Internet and it's working for you even when you're not live. So it all sort of, you know, kind of like ties into each other. I love it, dude. You give such good advice. And like I said, you're one of the more intellectual people I know on this platform. So I'm really glad that we have you on the show. Um, I want to go back to something that Catherine said, uh, Yandrin. So she said, I don't think followers should be associated with credibility. It should have to do with chatters and how many people are part of the community, not the view count or followers who never come in. So that's not necessarily a question, but I do want to make a point to kind of touch on that. Um, mm -hmm. you know, as somebody that's an interactive streamer, I like to consider when, when I started, my, I wanted my, my biggest goal was to be more interactive than anybody else on the platform. I always sacrificed my gameplay to read chat. I always sacrificed everything at the cost of interaction. So with mm -hmm. that said, my value is in the relationships that I make. My value is in the people that are around me. Um, you know, and if you have all of your uh, value 
in the numbers. I think she posted that when I was talking about bots and, and things like that. Um, you know, if you have all your value in the numbers, you're forgetting about what really matters. You're forgetting about the true value of, of Twitch in the first place. Um, everybody has a different reason. So many people come to the platform with an idea of uh, get rich quick scheme or, or whatever, easy money. Um, and it's interesting how many people find out that's just not the case um, and how much work you actually have to put into it. And uh, just for some context on that, I'm going to, uh, you know, say when I was a full-time streamer, I would put in 16 hours a day, seven days a week. I didn't really take days off. I spent six to eight hours a day networking every single day. Um, and even then I moderated in a chat after that. And then I would do eight to 10 hours of streaming. And then I would mm -hmm. usually spend an hour or two a day on video creation so that I could, you know, grow on other platforms. But back then, simply by streaming, you could get away with it. Um, and you could get that exposure because of the lack of competition, which like McCoffee said, times have changed. It's become, I like to refer to it as oversaturated. So if you guys have any questions, be sure to uh, put that in chat and we'll get to it. Um, did you have any sort of like concluding thoughts or was that your concluding thought, that what you went through last time? Uh, I can give a conclusion after this if you want to answer uh, Kobe Dunk's question. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> um, what makes me different than other Fortnite streamers? That's, that's a really uh, good question. So I think what separates myself from other Fortnite streamers is my my goal, my mission statement. Um, I find other Fortnite streamers, um, especially those that are actually finding some sort of attraction, um, are either those that are um, you know signed onto an organization. Number one, I found you know people that are signed onto those professional teams are you know people that are tending to grow. You know, be it like TSM or Team Liquid or um you know rogue or whatever so those people grow and then there's the people that run viewer games that grow and i don't want to promote because i have in the past and i know how it goes i don't want to promote the me 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 because then people will only be coming to my stream for that so i always try to give people some sort of a uh you know a value and my value is trying to create a place where they feel safe and where they are uh able to you know interact with me in the chat and if i can give any advice or anything like that i always offer myself out and while that may be the case some other places i feel like i'm a lot more personable and i'm a lot more honest than you know other people and i always end up when i watch other fortnite streamers uh i try to be overly or i end up being overly critical i i find i'm a little bit more interactive than some of the others um and i would say i take pride in that um so, I, I mean, there's a couple more things if I had, you know, time to think about it, but that's kind of what comes off the top of my mind because there is a lot of competition out there and it's, it's hard specifically when you're literally live with thousands of other people to be different and very, very different. And so right now, um, you know, one of the things that I do is just network like crazy and I have upped my production value. So I have my stream deck. I have all of my different scenes where I, I try to provide some sort of a content, whether it be me playing one of my memes or changing the camera angle or even changing to the side cam. I try, I've made my stream studio so that I give you guys like literally background lights to look at that I hope is entertaining in some way or add some sort of a value to you and your viewing experience. Because I know for me, 
And, you know, it varies completely per person. But for me, I spend more time watching the webcam of a stream than I do the gameplay, which I know is not the case for most people. Um, so I value that. And I try to, um, you know, I, I try to what I value put forward. And so I try to up my production value as much as I can and take, you know, things that I think are innovative and or inspired or I take inspiration from other people, too, and try to make it my own. Um, and I try to always have, you know, I keep remaking my graphics. I keep doing other things as well. I could keep talking about what I do to make an effort, but I think that pretty much sums up why I, uh, what I would consider different myself than, than the average Joe out there streaming Fortnite from their Xbox or, you know, their laptop or whatever. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. So, uh, conclusion, concluding thoughts from myself is, uh, Don't do follow for follow. <laughs> That's it. That's all you need to know. And thank you. <laughs> um, but no, like, uh, you know, for real, I mean, don't do that. But, um, you know, if you're looking to grow, like I said, that there's there's four pillars of value. And I'd like to go back over it and kind of conclude with this. You know, we're talking very heavily about relational value, but there's three other values or three other pillars to grow with on Twitch. And you don't have to have every one of these. You know, some people only have a couple or whatever. Um, but, you know, the more that you can have and that you can do well, the better. You know, the other values being educational. I know whenever I was watching, uh, whenever I played Heroes of the Storm, there was a couple of casters that I watched because they were very knowledgeable about the game and you can ask any question and they know the answer to it. And, and they were explaining what they were doing while playing the game. So they had educational value. And whether they were personable, there were, you know, whether there was relational value there or not, completely irrelevant because they were knowledgeable and edu you know, educated about the game they were playing. Um, you know, the other values are um are entertainment and motivational uh motivational content is very lacking on twitch because it yep. is is very sort of uh very difficult to to bring that to the platform there, there's a few casters out there that do dabble in it and um i i cdn third i think c's or whatever his name is i yep. i've heard him actually do some motivational stuff before um you know while he's live so you know it's it's sprinkled in here and there you know there's some people that you know that kind of do it but there, there's not like really one caster that i know of where all they do is motivational content it's very difficult to do that um but the other value is entertainment as well um you know like i mentioned earlier there's some casters chats that i never speak in but i'm there a lot simply because there's stupid you know they're hilarious they're stupidly hilarious they're entertaining yeah. and that's their value you know i'm not there for any sort of relational value i'm not there to get anything out of them i'm, I'm not there to interact with the community you know i'm just a lurker there to enjoy their content you know i'm just taking and you know you have to understand you know what it is what sort of value are you offering so you know we've talked very heavily about relational value but if you've got an insane personality if you're incredibly you know talented at a game and you know all about it you may not have to necessarily have that relational value you know um, but the relational value is going to keep 
your community like uh, more connected. It's going to be like glue. Because right. what you'll find is, um, and Spot mentioned this as well, we've already talked about this, but you know, if you get really popular off of one game and you've got all the education for it, you've got the skill level for it, but you get tired, you can't take it anymore, you want to try something new, um, a lot of people have been very unsuccessful with changing games. And because there's not really that community or that relational value, um, whenever they move, people don't come with them. And so you kind of, you have to know what you're doing um, and you have to, you know, be smart about, you know, transitioning and there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but, you know, you know, like I said, we've talked very heavily about the relational value, but understand there are other ways to grow. We're just talking about a piece of the puzzle and we're sharing our knowledge and information. So, you know, I think we've had some great points. I think oh, yeah. that we've talked about and said some really good things, but understand that, you know, we don't know everything. And, you know, Twitch as a platform is, you know, evolving very rapidly. There's going to be new and better ways to grow. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that come and go. And, you know, like I, I know, for example, you know, people that have played Dark Souls on a dance pad, you know, it's, you know, it's insane, you know be as heckin creative as you want to you know twitch isn't about games anymore you know you've got just chatting you've got you know the arts you've got asmr you've got you know you've got dancing you have a lot of different things there's a lot of opportunity out there and if you want to make yourself different and create a niche for yourself then do so you know the opportunities out there um i know a guy for example that's gonna going to start recording himself doing bull riding he's gonna have a gopro and he's going to you know film himself riding bulls that's not done anywhere else on Twitch, you know, and he's going to serve a niche that nobody else is serving. Um, so, you know, it's all, you know, about finding sort of what works for you and what it is that you're trying to do. Have you ever watched, um, there's a, a Twitch streamer that, um, he streams, uh, literally at his mechanic shop. There's nobody else <laughs> that I know that does that either. Like it, it's filling wow, such yeah. a, a specific niche. And if you have something, a talent or a gift or an opportunity even like that, where he, I think he has a partnership with the owner where he's allowed to do that. I don't think he yeah. owns it if I remember the uh, details correctly. But if you have some sort of an opportunity, like I, I would definitely say, you know, take that opportunity. Um, and, I'm going to, yeah. I, I love everything that you said. There was one question that I did want to answer that came through from Kobe again. Sure. Um, he asked, uh, you know, what is my definition of content? And I want to have both of us answer this too. Um, okay. So I, I think that content, uh, you know, it, at least on the definition of Twitch is, you know, being live and, you know, trying to deliver an experience to somebody um, at the very basic level. I think that the definition of good content, uh, specifically we were talking about Fortnite, I want to use that as a reference. So if you're trying to create a good Fortnite content, you're creating content that is literally in the category that is most oversaturated, um, probably in history and gaming. Um, so you have the most competition that there's ever been, and you have a very hard time, uh, you know, trying to separate yourself. So what constitutes as good content? There might be a lot of good content out there. I think that there is. So, uh, you know, I think for what I personally value, and this is obviously my opinion, and we're going to get McAfee's after, is I think content is taking something and changing it from what it originally was to something that either adds value or entertainment um, or, or something along those lines to the viewer. So 
if I'm playing Fortnite and you know you're watching me, you're not just watching that Fortnite gameplay. You are getting something that I am doing as a performance or as interaction or something that I'm giving you value. Maybe I'm giving you advice. Maybe I'm making you laugh. Maybe I'm just simply entertaining you from my talking or something or, or whatever I'm doing. And that would be what I would uh, say is my definition of content in, in that context. So McAfee, what would content be if you had to define it in, in the relation to Twitch? Hmm. Good question, huh? So I personally think that people try and entertain first, and I think that's a mistake. I, I think that you need to be a creator first and a consumer second. Um, so you need to be like thinking of ways of growing your content, uh, you know, coming up with new ideas, trying something new, trying something different. And that to me is what content is, is it's literally called content creation. So you're creating content. So when you're not creating, you're not really producing quote unquote good content. Um, you know, you're going to try a lot of different things that, uh, that fail and, but you're going to find some things that work as well. And I think that you do need to have a love of trying and failing and creating and, you know, trying to come up with a unique experience to yourself and your channel and your brand that's found nowhere else. And so I think, um, you know, content is, is um, you have to, I guess, create that content. So, you know, it is being live on Twitch, obviously, but there's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, um, you know, that, that goes into it. And so, um, but yeah, when you, when you go live, I mean, that's pretty much, that's your, that's your game day, you know? So if you've ever done sports before, um, you know, you can practice all you want to, but you know, um, you know, we can do all this stuff off camera, but the second that camera's on, it's our game time. You know, that's the time when, you know, that content creation comes out. I like that analogy, dude. I've never thought of it in terms of, of like a game day or anything like that, because you don't think of people playing sports, you know, like seven days a week or anything like that frequent. So I've never related right. the two. I, I like that connection that you put in there. Um, so I, I don't see any questions that I have missed um, in the chat. So I want to conclude as I think that this has been. I'm going I'm to answer that uh, that one that just came through. I'm going to answer that after I stop recording. But I want to for the podcast's length's sake, I want to uh, go ahead and cut it off here. So um, I want to say anybody that's watched this point, you're freaking amazing. Um, that is remarkable that you got here. And I really sincerely appreciate it. Um, McAfee, if people like you, if they like your content, where can they find you? Yep. So my name is literally McAfee on all social medias. M-U-H-C-O-F-Y. I know phonetically it's Kofi, but it is said coffee. Uh, McAfee, yeah, it's Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, Steam everywhere everywhere it's mccoffee so and if you guys follow my brand i would definitely go check him out he's a great guy the reason i had him on the show um and i hope that you know at the very least our experience sharing what we know because we do a lot of uh you know self-help and, and we've tried to educate ourselves as well as learn through experience too um i hope that we've given you something of value going forward and i mm -hmm. hope that you have maybe had a new perspective or a new insight that you didn't have before and that we helped you out. And uh, was there any th finishing thoughts that you wanted to give out? 
Uh, I just want to say thank you for letting me come on your first episode of this podcast. It does mean a lot. Uh, I hope to see more from you in the future, you know, with other people, uh, maybe me back on in the future as well on a different topic. Um, but I appreciate it. Absolutely. It was great having you. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And bye-bye.